0: Hello there, you're listening to the box office show. I'm Ryan Hill.
1: And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're gonna to talk about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming
0: weekend. We'll also be discussing the Cape Crusaders newest outing in Matt Reese's The Batman.
1: Duh. It's so good. Uh mid. What are you? It's saying? it's 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 iconic and it's in my head and it's accomplished for doing that. But it's two notes. Bro, sometimes simple and it gets, is better.
0: It shows uh, it sticks in your head, it's does just what so, it needs to do.
1: So Hans Zimmer
0: esque. Oh my god. And you say that as if it's diminishing the work.
1: It's overused.
0: Nah. No. I think it's wonderful. I mean, it's not the best or anything. It's not crazy complex, but it's not like uh, it strikes you right in the soul. You feel like not, Batman's not, walking towards you.
1: Dude, the Danny Elfman Batman theme is the best one.
0: Nah, I, nah. I was into the Dark Knight one the other day. I think that one's legitimately great. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah
0: into, it's really. Best can't go wrong with Batman scores. I mean, I think they're all really good, so.
1: I don't remember Ben Affleck.
0: Yeah. It was probably just, yeah.
1: <laughs> as he's like tearing through and probably. killing a bunch of people.
0: <laughs> that is probably accurate, yeah. But yeah, all the other ones, definitely very good. All right. Why don't we go ahead and jump into some news? Starting out, Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan are going to be In a sequel for 2007's I Am Legend. I never saw that one. You never saw it? I did see it. I remember being quite young, like eight or nine or something, watching it in my brother's friend's room. And there's that one part where he grabbed me as some, like, scare was about to happen. And that's that's probably partially why I also hate horror movies so much. (laughs) (laughs) Because that terrified me. Um, But yeah, I remember that film. I haven't seen it since but i mean i do generally remember enjoying it if only because will smith is in it and there's a dog that's really cute
1: isn't will um, smith like the last person alive
0: well that's how they build it and then
1: things Change in the is. movie happen okay
0: um but yeah so i was
1: wondering how the fuck is michael b George in this if he's the last man alive well, also, Smith, in the world of today's movies, you can write
0: anything in, I guess. That's true. You can also erase the ending because Will Smith dies in I Am Legend.
1: Oh, I remember you. Yeah, <laughs> he, I remember
0: that. Here he now, dies so, in the end. Yeah. So, I guess they're going to go with the alternative ending on that one. But, yeah, interesting choice. I guess post King Richard, his like Oscar bid, he's like, you know, what? I'm going to just start revisiting my old old films. Yeah, he's reproducing a new Bel Air yeah exactly so he's gonna just go through his whole filmography and see what he wants to remake or redo i wish in the dramatic version of bel-air
1: will smith still played his role at like 50 <laughs> years old that would be hilarious um, and nobody addresses it and he still goes to high school and stuff see, but that it's still would be like more... it's still dramatic though it's still a dramatic bel-air
0: that would be still funny. chew that up to be honest that'd be great that'd be so good and yeah. In other news, Florence Pugh is in talks for Princess Irulan for Dune 2, Dune Part 2. Are you excited about that, Dylan? So I didn't get far enough in the book to No, Princess <laughs>
1: Irulan as a character. I have read all of the book that the first movie takes place in, and I trying to read the rest of it, and I got a little bored because there's a lot of other books I want to read right now. So I'm going to shelve the second half until the second movie is about to come out, <laughs> and then I'm going to read that part. Because I remember everything from the first part. I read all of that and I watched the movie. So it's cemented in my brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read the the rest of it when the next movie's coming out. And then we can talk about Princess Irla. Like the only thing I know about her is the little epitaphs I have at the beginning of the chapters that are sometimes written by her. Like written from the book that is written by her. Yeah. That's all I know. And I know she is the Emperor's daughter, granddaughter. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. And she it, and, uh, What's his name? Paul is trying to marry her to become the new emperor.
0: Correct. Yes. That is what I know. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Honestly, Princess Irulan doesn't have much to do. Like, it's not that big of a presence. So I'm imagining that they're going to expand the role, uh, especially if they get someone like Florence, Florence Pugh. Florence.
1: <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think
0: it was that serious.
1: I just saw you choke on it and it was funny. <laughs> but I mean I mean think about it. Like, I mean, I guess they expanded Zendaya's role in the first part, because she's not even in the first part in the book. Like exactly. at all. But I can't imagine them going like crazy with Florence Pugh if she's not that much in the second book. They're probably gonna focus on Zendaya the most part to give people what they
0: want, which is Zendaya. Yes. But if they got Florence Pugh, I mean, she also has a building, little following. So that could also work in their favor. I was kind of hoping for Anya Taylor Joy, though, to be honest. I mean, I love Florence Pugh. But that would be cool. Yeah, I thought she would fit in quite well.
1: She's also very popular these days.
0: Indeed, indeed. But either way, that'd be a great uh, get for Dune 2, expanding its star studded cast even more. Mm
1: now we're going to talk about the Independent Spirit Awards, which happened this past week weekend, whatever. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal wins Best Feature, Best Director, and Best Screenplay, which is a shock because I watched that movie.
0: Yeah, you did. And I never. It was not
1: that good. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't you know that good. Interesting. You know, just in on its own is okay, but in comparison to what it was probably nominated against,
0: probably not. Like very <laughs> odd interesting but yeah she did get a couple nominations as well for the Oscars. yeah well, wait, she got writing so if it's the independent
1: spirit awards what was it nominated against because it might have been the best independent movie of last year like i could buy well,
0: that well it's got i listed pig zola passing mass shiva baby red rocket they also took home awards so it's likely that they were probably in those categories as well okay it might have been the best one. I, I haven't seen
1: any of those, to be fair.
0: None of them. Uh, to me, I would have picked Mass. So, yeah, you, know, you did say those. Top big. 10 of the year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah, again, I can't. I didn't see The Lost Daughter, so I can't really compare it. Pig, I know Owen, who we had on for the Blade Runner show. Mm-hmm. He is a massive fan of Pig. That's his number one of the year. That's so He would have rooted for that. Zolo was the one about the Twitter thread. Yeah, I remember that. Never ended up seeing it. Passing it. Uh, it's, it just, was it's just kind of. It's just passing. Yeah. You said pass, and then now you said passing it, and it's just passing. Well, I was going to. If you didn't interrupt <laughs> me, I was going to play it off. Like I was saying, Passing, it was a pretty good film, but now that I won't great. let you play it off. <laughs> Own up to your errors. Uh, and then Shiva Baby, I have not seen, but I've also heard a lot of great things about that one. I've heard good things about Summer of Soul. I need to watch that one documentary. Yeah. Dope. I heard your cat. You can? I need to go (laughs) give me one second. Let me (laughs) calm this cat down.
1: (laughs) Bum, All right. Now it's time to jump into the box office breakdown for March 4th through the 6th. Coming in first place,
0: Ryan, do you want to start us off? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Because it's also going to force you to say the other one. Ah, it's okay. I'll take it. How come? No, go ahead and read it. I'm just very confused at your. Just your decision how well it did it do, Ryan? I'm very curious. How well? Well, it did. Quite well, again, I mean, you're saying because it did so well that you want to boast a bit and have me read it out. I, but I never said that. It's a win for me, it's a victory for me because my guess is pretty much exactly what it got. I said 135 million, this mm-hmm. got 134 mm-hmm. million, mm-hmm. which again, I mean, is a great opening domestically. Yeah, very good. Is yeah. the second best of the pandemic, got over 100 million. Mm-hmm. So that stuff is quite great. Right. It yeah. also. Globally, got two hundred and fifty-four million, so did well, and it hasn't even opened in China yet. So yeah. there will always be that boost as mm-hmm. well.
1: Yeah, uh, suck it, Ryan. Uh, in second place was Uncharted with eleven million, making it cross the one hundred million mark domestically.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm surprised.
1: Well, I'm not that surprised, I guess.
0: Why would you? I don't know. Uh, dog got six point one million. <laughs> can i just say first off for the people who for everyone listening (laughs) he wrote
1: doge in our script and that one was for you dude and i went on imdb and i looked up (laughs) doge not knowing what the fuck it was
0: is that why you wanted me to take over so you didn't have to say doge and be like, no but i'm very
1: glad it worked out that way because i would have said doge not knowing what the fuck it was (laughs) There was like two short films named Doge, and I was like, "No way, <laughs> bullshit!" They made six million dollars. That's hilarious. Very confused. After that was Spider-Man: No Way Home, still making money with four and a half million.
0: Indeed, Death on the Nile got two point seven million again, boosting up Kenneth Branagh and Sing Two at one point six million in its eleventh weekend, and it now has made one hundred fifty million domestic which is honestly astonishing because it's also it's on like premium video on demand and whatnot right now incredible so doing real well
1: yep after that was jackass forever with 1.4
0: million Cyrano with 680,000 oh my god yeah good luck with that one (laughs) Uh, on a
1: a bollywood film made (laughs) 592,000 a bollywood film whose name i'm refusing to attempt and butcher Yeah. yeah i guess i can try Gangubai Kathawadi. God, you know what? We're yeah. gonna leave it at that. Made five hundred ninety thousand. Kathiawadi,
0: Kathiawadi. I don't.
1: Know. I'm Something. I'm right in saying it's a Bollywood film, correct? Yes. That's
0: okay. Good. Uh, Scream, rounding out the top ten with five hundred seventy-five thousand. It has now crossed eighty million domestically.
1: Yeah, it's kind of sad. I was hoping get to get the hundred. I mean, it's all right with the budget, I guess, but you know, it had a pretty good start. I was hoping it would get up to 100 million, maybe that's y'all. True.
0: But now you can find it on Paramount Plus. So there you go.
1: Yeah. Now it's time for our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend, March 11th through the 13th. There's nothing big dropping. So the Batman has a nice free second weekend to reign dominant yet again. Huzzah. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, made 135 domestic i give it 75 million this weekend
0: 75 million
1: Whoa! yeah whoa whoa i'm, I'm giving it like a 40 percent drop
0: i mean that would be big i think it'll get uh 60 to 65 million maybe around in that range ideally it wouldn't fall into the 50s yeah um but yeah, this is going to be one of those that for sure the third and fourth weekend drops are most likely going to be very minimal. Yeah,
1: I think people are going to go rewatch it.
0: Yeah, but I think the second weekend drop might be one of the more substantial ones. But in terms of its long-term prospects, it's been said that it's going to go to HBO Max in 45 days. rough, Which would undercut its legs. And I, again, don't understand the decision-making of the people at Warner Brothers, why would they? Why they made Do, a deal
1: with HBO Max?
0: Well, but they also they own it. Like they are HBO Max, they're all owned by Warner Media or whatever. They so, made a
1: deal with themselves.
0: <laughs> they could just they made say, a
1: promise to themselves. Okay, Ryan, if we don't, don't keep the promises to
0: ourselves, then they, they're worthless. They really don't need to keep it. They could just keep it off of that for at least sixty days or something. Put yeah, on premium video on demand to get more money. Then send it to the like hbo rotation before we even put it on hbo max
1: i don't know man i'm not an executive i don't make these decisions
0: well i feel like if you were and i was then we would both be uh doing better decision making mm-hmm. what they're doing now maybe by the time sense.
1: you get to the 45th day after it's released that's what like four weekends in
0: well i refer you to sing to and spider-man the no way home
1: <laughs> yeah yeah they have legs but it's also spring and you're going to get multiverse of madness coming in and cutting it off. And it doesn't, I don't think it's going to have legs like uh Spider-Man. Nothing has legs like Spider-Man except Spider-Man, you know? So I think mm-hmm. by the time it goes on HBO max, it'll be around like the six to 8 million a weekend mark. And it's just going to go down from there. Maybe 12. It'll just go down from there. So it's not like a terrible idea to put it on HBO max. Cause they want viewers on HBO max to solidify the, Reason they have that whole, uh, that whole uh company. Like, there's a reason why they have HBO Max is they want to draw in viewers. They want to draw in the eyeballs. And if putting the Batman on there within forty to five days is going to do it, then they're going to do it. If it's worth more to them to put it on HBO Max than to have people buy the service as opposed to leaving it on in theaters or on premium video on demand, then that's just worth it more. I'm sure they have people who do the math figure out like what it would be making that weekend which would probably be around 8 million a weekend losing money at each subsequent weekend and they're comparing it with the bump in viewership they would get on HBO Max and the bump in subscriptions they would have and whichever was worth more they're going to go with that way and obviously HBO Max seems more lucrative to them streaming is very lucrative these days
0: well I suppose, but then also, again, I don't really know how they would quantify exactly how many new subscribers they got from that specific movie. Like They could see it, I'm sure, and they're going to look at those numbers. I don't know if they're going to release those numbers of how many people, how many households end up watching it that first weekend. But I can't imagine that it would be more lucrative than leaving in theaters a little bit longer and then putting on PVOD. So these people are also purchasing it, and then you can funnel them into HBO Max. As well. Mm-hmm. But whatever. We'll see. Well, remember, but i remember mean, again, it's only gonna hurt you, mind you, because you I get agree. nothing from HBO Max. So
1: But remember, every time they put a movie in theaters, it's going to make money for the run that it's in theaters. But if you put it on HBO Max, it could draw in viewers, which is a monthly income. You're guaranteed a monthly income from viewers who are subscribing to HBO Max. And the more content you put on there, the more likely you're going to get more and more viewers. Like that's the whole business model of Uh, streaming services is you're trying to get people in with more and more content and if they think that is a more lucrative and safe option than just keeping the batman in a little bit longer i get it it hurts me i agree (laughs) that sucks but i understand the
0: business decision sure i don't get it because i feel like you get one shot at the box office and for all the rest of the months ever in existence you'll be able to keep it in hbo max is one of those things that you can draw people in And say, look, like this is the exclusive home of Batman content. That doesn't go away. Like that doesn't change whether you keep it in theaters for forty-five days or sixty days. So why not just keep it in there for the two extra weekends you can get? Whatever. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. And if we'll be able to get in that forty-five day span enough people to help boost your numbers. So what are you thinking now? As it's for its worldwide total. I think it's still going to cross a billion. Yeah. Gotcha. I, feel I think. Like, I
1: mean, two hundred and fifty. They're already a quarter of the way there in the first weekend. I think it can cross a billion. Right. You know, uh,
0: especially yeah. Especially with I, China not even being released in yet, you know, and it will be released in China. That's true. Although the highest grossing Batman film was one hundred six million there. That's all I need, baby. <laughs> okay. Also, it's definitely going to be higher
1: because superheroes are on the up and up. Since the last Batman movie that was released. You know? Well, I
0: think it was uh, Batman versus Superman, is the one they're referring to.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, that was a bad movie. And this is a good movie. <laughs> So, word of mouth is going to get people into those theaters.
0: Yeah. So, we'll end up seeing how that goes. But I think it will cut it a bit closer. I'm not as confident in hitting 1 billion. I think for sure it'll get over 800 billion. We'll 800 see if it billion? lands. In 800 million. <laughs> I think it will. Right. <laughs> You're going crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Real confident, bro. Just, everyone's <laughs> going to go keep seeing it in these 45 days. Um, the, the 900 mil range, and it might stall out there. We'll see. But it would have to sustain its legs, which I think it can do. But again, it gets cut out at the 45 days. And China would have to receive it well. Uh, So we'll end up seeing how it goes. But it does have all of March essentially to itself. So it's still possible. Still very possible.
1: Yep. All right. Now we're going to move into our The Batman review. Talk about everything we liked about The Batman and what we didn't like about The Batman. (laughs) And here is the theme music for The Batman. dun.
0: you shouldn't even play the theme song you should just play that <laughs> over, <and> over. <laughs> just layer it on top as it gets louder and <laughs> 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 I record my own Batman theme song exactly
1: yeah,
0: but okay, so yeah, the Batman directed by Matt Reeves, you may know from. Uh, Glitterfield, and then the War for the Planet of the Apes, and Dawn for the Planet of the Apes. I don't think he did the first one. You might need to fact check that one. He did not part. do the first one. Yeah. I can so guarantee that. Okay. He's informed. Uh, so, yeah, he did those two sequels. This is his then... the seventh movie. Gotcha. It's very weird. He did, a,
1: he did a kind of dark rom-com with David Schwimmer. That was his first movie. And then he did... <laughs> I think the next one has to be Cloverfield, right? 2 two, three. I'm missing one. There's one between this and Cloverfield that he did that I think was like a straight-to-DVD movie. Then he did Cloverfield, which was a huge hit. And then he did a horror movie that I don't think a lot of people saw called Let Me In. And then he did Planet of the Apes, Planet of
0: the Apes, and then this one. Gotcha. Yeah, quite a career path for this man. Uh, coming off the heels of the success of the Planet of the Apes, yeah. films that he did he was able to get his own the batman we should and do an episode on those planet of the Apes movies those are good movies we will have some it's in the it's in the
1: list it's in the ideas yeah. thing And we can compare it to the original which is also really good
0: all of them no just the first one <laughs> okay yeah we should like,
1: watch all of the originals though and then do a separate episode on those because it gets crazy
0: indeed i think there is i can't remember if this is going to actually be the case or just speculation but someone was saying something about another planet of the apes movie which i would not like i would not enjoy i liked how they ended it in war yeah they should just sit with it again it's amazing that they were able to revive that franchise and have it be so successful um and in terms of quality as well being so good but yeah, yeah. in the batman we have robert pattinson as the batman Dun, 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 sorry. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Paul Dano as Zeridla, Jeffrey Wright as Gordon, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, Andy Serkis as Alfred, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone, Peter Sarsgaard as the DA, I forget what his name was. Gil Colson. Gil Colson, indeed. Gil Coulson. Uh So yeah, a star-studded cast for the Batman. Mm-hmm. And its cinematographer is Greg Fraser. Composer (laughs) did the theme song we've been doing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Michael uh, Giacchino. 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 I've heard it many different ways. Many different ways. Well, since you didn't complete your Italian language course, I I did two semesters of it, and I cheated my way through all of (laughs) them. Cut that out, that. I'm not (laughs) (laughs) graduating. Um. Interesting. So yeah, those are the creative minds that contributed to the Batman. And let's get into the initial impressions. Dylan, you saw it opening night. I did. What did you think? I
1: thought it was long. (laughs) I thought it was very stylistic, which as you know, I like. Indeed. But I've come to realize as I get older, the stylism that I like the most is funnily enough a very subtle kind of stylism that makes a movie unique but not overly crazy like i do like any kind of stylism i enjoy like tim burton still love it very crazy though so it's (laughs) not my favorite wes anderson love it unique also kind of crazy still love it but i'm talking about like when i say stylism i think of like drive my car parasite when it's something like very subtle but very specific that works because it all combines together it's a very like subtle stylism that has to do with like the cinematography and the set design all coming together and working rather than just like balls to the wall crazy this movie is very balls to the wall crazy in in terms of its style so i still like it like i'm still enjoying the stylism but then every once in a while it does something that doesn't fit in that style. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you going against the grain here? Like they're committing hard to this, like 80s, New York looking Gothic Gotham. And the world building of Gotham is great in this movie. Like when you look at Joker, you're just like, this is just New York. Like it's <laughs> just New York. Yeah. that's uh, There's no attempts. It's 70s New York and that's all that it is. This is like specifically something different that is Gotham. Like they did it with the intention of not looking like any actual city it just looks like what Gotham would look like and I appreciate that but then you look at like anytime they show a news story or anytime the Riddler pops up online it's Mm -hmm. just so jarringly odd that I'm not a fan like Bobby's Bobby's letterbox review of it was emo Batman versus 4chan Riddler (laughs) and i thought that was funny because i think it applied very very well and i don't know if i liked that specific route with the riddler like everything building up to that bomb sequence was great Mm -hmm. and then in the bomb sequence he starts streaming so you don't like twitch streamer riddler no not really i'm not like the biggest fan of it i liked everything that he did leading up to that and then it was like he was just streaming and i was like what what are you doing? Like it just it's just jarringly different than the style that they've built up to this point, which is a very gothic, very gritty Gotham. Like if you look at all the technology that Batman has in this movie, it's very much hand-built. It is very much hardly like constructed. And it doesn't look like doesn't look very sleek, doesn't look very polished. It's very hand-built and whatnot. And we live I almost said we live in a society. We live in a (laughs) world where the technology is trying to be built as sleek as possible. Our real world society. And the technology in this movie when it comes to just mirroring our world is copying that. So it stands out very jarringly different than everything else in the movie. So you look at like a news story and it just looks fake because it's not like it doesn't feel like it's in the world that you're watching. You look at a stream that the Riddler's doing it looks fake because it doesn't look like it's in the world that they're doing even at the end when they pull up the carpet and reveal the bomb that he logs into the the video and it's just a video of him streaming to like streamers that are all gonna mass murder for whatever reason it just looks fake and dumb and so that is my biggest complaint also we'll get there but the last like 10 minutes
0: well yeah hold on and this will be spoiler filled y'all so yeah You haven't caught on already. (laughs) Make sure you go see the Batman. But the Uh, mystery aspect of it, I was here for, I was enjoying
1: it. I don't think as a mystery it was written as well as it could have been. I think it could have been more, this might sound stupid, but mysterious. (laughs) I felt like it was kind of obvious from the get-go what it was going to end up being. I felt like it was very simplistic as a mystery goes. But I liked that they went for a mystery route. I do appreciate that. And my problems that I had going into it that I was afraid was going to be ended up being the problems that I had because I was watching the trailer and I was like, oh, they're trying to go for like a hard-boiled mystery, but it's just going to end up being like, yet again, a big superhero event where that mystery just turns into Batman just fighting a bunch of guys in a big CGI fest. And I think it shot really well. I think it is. I think the score is good, just overused and overly simplistic, but it's effective (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess I, I, like, I, I think it was decent. Like I, as a superhero movie goes, it's decent. Your initial impressions, right?
0: Gotcha. I think it's dark and gritty and emo and immaculate. I really enjoyed it. I loved a lot of things about it and we'll get into, there's many things that I agree with, uh, could have been changed or improved, done a little better. But for the most part, the stylism that you were talking about, I think, works so incredibly well. You do feel like you were in Gotham. You hundred percent are with the atmosphere that the film creates. So in that regard, I think it's successful. And about the whole point of the Riddler being the Twitch streamer thing and whatnot, I don't think that that's at odds with the rest of what they were trying to do. Because like even from the beginning, when it showed the little Times Square type thing in the opening montage like that situated us in like this is gotham so the particular architecture and feel of it is going to be very dark very castle Mm -hmm. shadows all that stuff but it is still taking place in the real world where we do have newscasts that are very bland and whatnot and there are figures on the internet that will stream out to their audiences and whatnot so Mm -hmm. to me i don't think that was like oh i'm getting pulled out of the film it was a interesting choice to have the riddler be that way but it also does end up making sense if you're trying to modernize the elements of the story in a way and like come up with okay what would a grounded version of this villain do in this situation mm. i think that does make sense and as we talk about like it was again i don't know why they opted for doing the mass murder for everyone when they were initially going against the elites yeah. But
1: We'll that whole there.
0: that whole bit of them, of him like amassing this dedicated following that will go out and do his bidding even when he is captured, was a frightening thing. Like I was tense as we were uncovering that plan of what he was going to do. So to me, it was also extremely effective to have that. Um, mm. But yeah, just a backpedal start from the beginning of the film when we have Halloween night and Batman's doing his his hard-boiled detective narration um really leaning into the noir aspects because it's at once inspired by the classic noirs but then also the more recent david fincher crime thrillers yeah i feel like it's more inspired
1: by those than the actual classic noirs
0: well i think i think it's a mix of both because there's definitely references scattered Mm. throughout to many of the things
1: i feel like it's trying to do like a classic noir, but through and through, it is just full on referencing like seven. Like, it's supposed to be based on seven, like, a hundred percent
0: is the vibe. Right. I well, think the serial killer aspect, and again, it is
1: like it very works. dark, which it works.
0: Yeah, like, I think uh, there were a lot of those influences and in they're mashing together. Yeah. I think you're right. The I think what honing is coming to on the fore like is seven. seven.
1: I think honing in on seven specifically was a good call, and I think it does work because I was watching it, I remember. Like a long time, I hadn't seen Seven in a while. And I was like, I don't know if I'm on the Seven train anymore. You know, like it is just like a serial killer murder mystery. I don't know how great it is. I was watching this movie and I'm like, you know, the style, it still works. Like it still works for a serial killer story. And I'm here for it. You know, like the scene where they're in the orphanage and it's Batman and Gordon and they're going up the stairs and Gordon has a gun out. And they're just like trying to find the killer. I'm like, you know what? It works. It
0: works here. I'm mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Agreed. Agreed. But I loved the opening montage and the narration that was paired with it because we get to see the effect he's having on the city and where all the criminals are looking towards the shadows and they're wondering, Oh snap, is Batman about to come out there? So they yeah. get deterred from doing that crime because they're afraid of him and the fact that he is the shadows, as he says.
1: Yeah, I dig the idea of doing that montage. I just. Like it's supposed to be Batman's beginning years, right? Like he's supposed to be like maybe like two years in at this point, and he already has this effect. I feel like it would have been more, ah, eh, you know what? Uh, it was a complaint when I first started watching it. But by the end of it, it wasn't much of a complaint because I understand what they were trying to do. But it seemed odd to go that route right away. But I don't care that much. I feel like it would have been more effective. I had this argument with a coworker. I did not like the <laughs> the narration that much. Narration
0: is tricky to get right. And I think I had an argument with Fernando about it too. When we were doing the Euphoria show, I was suspecting, mm-hmm. I was like, is he talking about the Batman? And then when I started watching the Batman, I was like, oh my God, yeah. He was trying not to reveal the, or talk about his thoughts on the narration. Which oh, I guess you didn't Maybe like. I was. I don't even remember that. Because we were talking about Rue and narration. You were like, yeah. yeah, it's tricky to get narration, right? I just so I like, ah.
1: like have that point. I think I completely forgot about the Batman at that point. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. like I wasn't trying to reference the Batman. I just... I'm always very picky when it comes to narration in movies because it only works in some instances. And Fernando said his reasoning was that he liked the narration because he thought it was good and it worked because it was his inner monologue as he wrote it out in a diary. And I just think that's like a cheap out to be like, oh, this is just a diary entry and then we can cut out the rest of the narration for the rest of the movie and then bring it back at the end. I don't know. I just. Hmm. I feel like narration works the best when it feels like like not only someone's just trying to talk to you in a conversation but also like when it's information that isn't relevant to a character's personal journey but relevant to the story around it to where it's like like it's a character just explaining something to you that you need to know in order to get it but is not necessarily like part of a character's personal inner monologue like i felt like that was my problem is it's it's batman's inner monologue and we're getting a peek into his like diary and i (laughs) i don't think that's personally necessary i feel like the effect that the the montage gives i feel like it gives it like i think we get it right especially like you could do like the montage and then he punches the guy and says i'm vengeance and that has the entire effect like you don't need the monologue it seemed unnecessary and that's when I don't like inner monologues or uh, narration is when it just feels unnecessary. And to me, it felt unnecessary.
0: Gotcha. I, because as you pointed out, there are two instances of the narration. I didn't like the final one. I think we could have absolutely done without that. Yeah. hundred percent with the initial one. I did like it because again, it's setting the stage it's bringing us into the world through Batman's eyes and it is that reference to the old school, hard-boiled <laughs> detective noirs. So I liked it in that sense. And I think it'd be weirder if it were to be just like Batman happens to be conversing with the audience. I think mm-hmm. it makes much more sense to ground it in.
1: That's why I feel like it makes more sense to just not yeah.
0: have a monologue. Well, <laughs> I like I the idea. Know. When I think of
1: Batman, I don't really think of him as a, as a journaler. Like I feel like he's very much like a, uh, just keep it
0: inside, man. You know, I guess. Well, he even said himself, which I thought was interesting. He's like, "Oh, I write things down so I can even remember what happened," because he just like he said he like, blacks out or he focused. But he also it with that He his contact lenses. Well, he does, but that's for the detective work. You don't go and replay your nine hours of uh, patrolling the night in order to remember things. I mean, he doesn't even write down
1: what he remembers. He just writes down what he's feeling.
0: Look. He's emo sometimes. It's, not, gotta like, it's just... not like the
1: narration was like, I went to a subway station and I beat a couple guys. That was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> like
1: it was like, I am the night. I am vengeance. I'm the Batman. Like that's all it was. And I felt like, you know, unnecessary. We don't need that. Nah, I like it. I, I think it, it worked, especially in that. First it would have been funny if they leaned all the way into that noir aspect. And like, he, he meets Catwoman and he was like, like she walked into my office <laughs> sleek as a cat
0: i'm drawn See, to her to do know much. why that'd be much it kind of would have been funny but i like the the fact that they open up with it it does help us you know bring us into gotham like, again i think we could have gotten the message that was my issue with the last instance of the narration i thought it over explained what it was doing exactly it was much more effective just to leave it at um, what they did visually Mm-hmm.
1: and story-wise because yeah, like this, the, the the arc that batman goes through it is is well done like i would argue that it is a solid like journey for him and that it, the conclusion is very clear in everyone's mind and that the narration just hammers it hard too hard
0: yes i agree um and talking about batman as a whole so what do you think of this approach where it is that detective story, right? We're leaning into him being a detective more than we ever have. We're also leaning into him just being Batman more than we ever have. He's Batman for most of the movie, mm-hmm. like two hours of it. Yeah. Which is a stark contrast to anything that came before. I dig so it. So how would you feel about that? You dig it? Yeah. So, I mean,
1: it, seemed, it makes sense to me. Like he's two years in. He is no longer caring about Bruce Wayne or anything that he does. He just wants to be Batman. I think by the end of the movie, he learns that that's not the best way to go about it. And so, like, they don't tease that he's going to be Bruce Wayne more often. But I feel like if they're going to do a Batman, too, he'll probably be Bruce Wayne more often and then contributing to society with his wealth. Mm-hmm. Like, he learned that lesson. But uh, I like Batman as a detective. I always have. And they never fully lean into it in any way until now. And I felt like it would have been better if they just kept it a detective story from start to finish, and you could still have those action sequences, like when he's chasing the penguin, which I do still have issues with in a little way, but like you could keep in a bit of action sequences that he does without ending it with like this giant big event at the end that seemed a little unnecessary and poorly written. Like they just threw it in there so that you can have your, uh, Oh no, the Riddler scary moment with also like a big action sequence to end on. And I feel like, You don't have to do that. There's other ways that you could have gone about it. But I do like the detective idea. I've always liked Batman as a detective
0: Mm -hmm. through and through. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was an excellent approach to the story to have him lean into the detective side and Mm -hmm. see his only role in the city as Batman. Like he just doesn't do anything with Bruce Wayne. We Mm -hmm. had that one moment where Alfred's like, yo, you got people coming to meet you. And he's like, I don't care. And then yep. we don't even see the meeting or anything. We don't see the the suits getting upset about that happening. So it's just fully he is convinced that Batman is the only way, and so he's just Batman the whole time. So yep. I think that was great. Would you think of the Bat suit?
1: I thought it was cool. I thought it was very much like hard crafted, like handcrafted, and very like tough looking, as opposed to something very sleek like uh, Christian Christian Bale's later suits. Or like way too rough, like uh, Ben Affleck ben suits. Affleck. And way like not, like it's more realistic than like uh, Michael Keaton suits. And it didn't have bat nipples, which is plus <laughs> for some, negative for others,
0: you know. <laughs> I mean, We haven't had bad nipples in quite some time. So were you expecting the bat nipples to reemerge? I was hoping, you know. <laughs> you got to keep it somewhere in your heart
1: that maybe they'll bring George Clooney back one day.
0: Indeed, indeed uh so yeah i agree i think the suit looks incredible and i love any time that you have him for instance emerging from the shadows you just hear him for like five seconds before you ever get to see a glimpse of him yeah that's cool and i think that's great because you can really you can feel the weight behind the suit Mm -hmm. you can understand the fear that would go through the criminal's minds as they hear that you feel the weight of the
1: punches when he throws one too
0: like it's not like it's
1: not like nifty fighting like you might see other superheroes do (laughs) or it's not like acrobatic like you might see christian bale's batman do it's very much just him punching hard like really really hard that's all he does is just punch really hard because it's mostly detective did. stories he doesn't do like much fighting anyway which i'm fine with i'm satisfied with but when he punches it hits
0: like it hits hard and that was cool absolutely all right and you touched on the mystery a bit and you were saying you enjoyed it for the most part but it was it didn't fully captivate you is that my right? what, what would you want anymore more with the mystery is
1: that like it's one it's too obvious you only give us like a handful of characters it's gonna be one of the three of them and it's obviously gonna be John Turturro like <laughs> it's obviously gonna be John Turturro and I don't mind that's obvious but then it's like you give us these pieces slowly throughout it and either it's incredibly convoluted and doesn't make sense like like the the cryptographs that they show for a brief second like there's no way the audience has a chance to even try and solve that like it's just like they solve it at some point and it's very Zodiac like and I don't mind it but then you give us like these these just straight up riddles that are just like you know Riddler style riddles and they're just very simplistic so it's like you're going one of two routes. I guess it's like not that it's not like that big of a qualm that I have I don't really mind that much I just wish it was more of a mystery than it actually was I also don't get the entire rat cage on the dude Mm -hmm. if he died from cyanide like what's the point of the rat cage i thought the rats were just gonna eat him and they (laughs) didn't it was just a rat cage on his face and then he he put cyanide in his neck i'm like what then what's the point of the rat cage you know i don't know it didn't like there were parts of it like that didn't make like when i saw that because i remember someone said when they saw like a preview of it months ago they said that he was supposed to be like a jigsaw kind of serial killer and i was like oh cool and then the rat cage came on and i was like "Ooh, crazy he's gonna make this guy get eaten alive by rats because that's something i've seen somewhere else before where you like you put you strap rats to a guy's chest and you let them starve and so they eat their way through the guy's chest like crazy shit like that and then they're like yeah he stabs cyanide into his neck son of a bitch and i'm like <laughs> what? then what was the point of the rats
0: i know where the rats next to his face was the cage around his face or something
1: yeah it looked like a jigsaw kind of thing but like i know that the point of the rats was that they're referencing the rat who is carmine falcone but like Mm. what
0: is the point of the actual rats on his face there's no point i think i mean you already pointed out it's the reference the the rat to help showcase like this person was connected to the rat like the whole I point. Think would, is, I mean, it would have been uh, a little much to have somebody's face get bitten out by rats. But imagine, like he's eaten alive by
1: rats. The rat. He's eaten alive by the rat. Like his, his whole this this whole commissioner chief. Like his whole life is just torn apart because of this rat that ended up riding out Maroni, uh, Maroni, and taking over the crime organization. Yeah, like, that's the whole point. Is the Riddler's entire journey is that. He got screwed over because Thomas Wayne died and the renewal project that were supposed to go to funding programs like the orphanage got picked apart by these vultures who stole all the money and he didn't have any. He had to grow up in this orphanage that was shit. And so he's getting revenge on them by killing them one by one. And like the whole reason they got the whole renewal program is because of the rat. And so like imagine like he he makes a guy get eaten alive by rats. It's very simple. But I think it makes more sense than putting rats on a guy's face and then killing him with cyanide. Right. Even if yeah. they had said like the rats tore his face apart before they killed him, like I would have been like, like okay, cool. But like the rats didn't do anything; <laughs> they were just on his face.
0: I didn't realize this was such a deal What was the point of the rats, you? Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue, dude. That wouldn't like that doesn't even stick in my mind. Like I didn't care one bit about the rats being around his face or whatnot. So I that didn't say, bother me at all. I'm sorry it, it was so uh heartbreaking to you I that the rats say, were not utilized well. I will say, I did like thumb drive. I thought that was good. <laughs> See, I agree. I like that part. I like the thumb drive. I like the El Rata La Rata. I didn't like that. You didn't? Why? Well, did you figure it out? No, didn't no. Think because so. it was just stupid.
1: Is <laughs> the whole idea is like, well, you didn't know your Spanish? And it's like <laughs> yeah. what who no obvious uh, pen you fellas? Yeah. And I'm like <laughs> what? So I don't know. I just felt it's like a
0: classic misdirect. I don't I thought that worked. Because it makes sense because again, it's like a simple, obvious thing of like URL. But when you're not thinking about that, when you're thinking more about oh I gotta crack this code, I gotta figure this out, you can miss something like that. So I think it makes sense for it to be like at once simple and obvious, but Easily something that you could mistake, so there was a believable. I feel like it wasn't thing.
1: as clever as the thumb drive one, because the thumb drive was you pick apart the cryptogram and it makes drive. So you go to the cars and you look for a thumb drive because the guy's losing his thumb. Like I feel like that was very clever, like through and through. I think it worked, and also using the carpet on the guy's head and having that be like you dig up the carpet at the end. I thought that was also very clever. El Rata not so
0: much I don't know <laughs> I think it works again it connects with the rat and that being I think it kind of works I don't think it sticks the landing no I think it worked I think especially because the whole no habla espanol fellas I think it was primo stuff right there um but then I also liked but yeah that whole like, moment it's just like they're looking for a rat with wings
1: and like you know you cycle through bat penguin pigeon and you end up with falcon for Falcone. Like at no point is Falcone known as the Falcon. It's just Falcon with an E. Like it's the only connection. And I feel like that's just so loose for that to be the actual answer that I think that's kind of dumb.
0: Nah. I again I think it works. I like No. It. Cause if it were any it, it would have been way too obvious if it were anything else. So it's like it does relate, it points to it, but it's also still masked in, oh, you could mistake it for something else. Like you could miss the fact that it's just Falcon with an E or whatnot. But also if Falcone derives from Falcon or something, or if it were like an important bird in their family, like their sigil or something like that. That could also work. I don't know. That would case that would have
1: made more sense. If they had like Falcon sigils all over his glovehouse, Or mm-hmm. like he had like a falcon like like cufflinks or something. Right. I could see it. Like that but would yeah. make that w- the connection would be there. It was just like Falcon. Falcone.
0: <laughs> and it's like
1: eh, 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 eh. Like, it just seemed like such a loose thread for that to be the actual they answer. they didn't
0: even do that. Like, it wasn't an over-the-top thing. They were like, Red with Wings, Falcon, Falcon. Like, it was like that. It was like, ah. Yeah. Now we got it. Again, I think they played it well. But I was enthralled during the... Like, when they started messaging back and forth. Um, When they had the penguin there and the riddler was like, wow, I need to give you more answers. I need to nudge you along a little more. That whole part I was into... Mm-hmm. And the whole funeral scene where they're in the church and then uh, Sarsgaard has the whole bomb around his neck. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot, yes. Yeah, because that was really well done. Like I was tense as the timer's clicking down, the Batman's getting more intensive asking the questions. Yeah. I thought that was great. I can dig that a lot.
1: I like Mm -hmm. when he looks up and everyone's running away except the one guy and you know that's the Riddler.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great uh and then the yeah the sound design on that as well when you could hear the like car yeah on the outside and everyone starts getting freaked out yeah i like that a lot because i I
1: mean you watch the trailer you know a car is gonna burst through but the way they built up to it was very well though
0: the suspense was there for sure Batman maybe should have (laughs) um when it got to five seconds should have started booking it but respect to him for (laughs) staying the whole way and then getting his face blown off but then not at all yeah that was a little much you just didn't even make an effort to like turn away or run when i got to one second it it, i awed. mean like i
1: understand wanting to go in there and try and solve the puzzle but at the same time you did kind of get this guy killed like he was waiting for you and the bomb squad could have gone in there for a little bit and like figured it out i don't know i guess there's like the whole possibility of like you know uh, it's possible that the Riddler's so smart that there's no way they could have gotten the bomb off his neck and he was going to die no matter what. Like you can make that argument, but also the Batman just cuts off the police completely and just goes in there full. Like, this is like the thing with vigilantes is that the argument they make in comics is like vigilantes uh, make things worse because they don't follow police procedures and they get people killed. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the argument you make. But when you look at these real superheroes, they're really doing good. And so like, you can't make that argument. And I feel like there are times in this movie where you really could make that argument. Like at this point in the story, a couple of corrupt officials have been murdered by a serial killer known as the Riddler, right? And they, the Batman decides to get information from the Penguin. And he chases the Penguin, which leads to a very monumental car accident. That has <laughs> probably killed like 30 or 40 people. Was it worth it? Was it worth the minimal information that you got out of the Penguin? That giant car accident. Right. Was it worth it? I mean, I just, I can't see it being, because like, yeah, when you look at it in the whole thing, like in the long run, yes, maybe because the Riddler's ultimate plan was mass murder. But you don't know that at this point. He's just a serial killer and you're just trying to catch a serial killer. Is a monumental car crash worth it? Because the police probably wouldn't have done that. Like if the Penguin was getting away, they would have found other ways to stop him. They wouldn't just kept chasing. And I feel like Batman was just so blinded in the moment that like he just was willing to burst through cars to get the Penguin. And the Penguin, of course, is willing to crash cars to get away. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's other ways to go about it. You know, I just...
0: Yeah. I mean, I the argument mean, can be made that he made things worse in that moment. Yeah, in the car crash. Um, which... Yeah. Cool scene. Cool scene. It was but a cool like, scene. It was a great... You know, building up to the whole explosion and Batmobile emerging from it. That was great stuff. But I agree. They probably could have framed that set piece to where it wasn't on the highway with a bunch of other people on it. There just had to be like an empty road down the street. And then there's one tanker that the penguin kills, Mm -hmm. like overturns and explodes. Yeah, Because in The Dark Knight, when
1: Batman is chasing after the Joker, the Joker is like a mass terrorist who's killing a bunch of people in the semi truck. So, like, the objective is clear that he needs to be stopped at all costs. Like, it's there and it makes sense. In this case, it's just the penguin who just has information and you're just chasing him. And it's leading to a giant car accident where a lot of people are dying. I don't know if the means justify the ends. Or the ends justify the means. That's what I meant. Right.
0: Gotcha. Uh, what did you think of Catwoman in
1: this I point? thought she was cool. I thought she had a cool journey where she's, like, trying to find... I didn't like Falcone being her father, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. But I liked her entire journey trying to find her uh, her friend who ends up being dead. And she tries to get vengeance on Falcone for that. I don't know why he has to be her father. And I also think it's funny that he doesn't know it. So is he like kind of hit
0: on her? Yeah, that was very odd. I, I was not sure what their actual relationship was and whether he knew or not early on. Because he
1: didn't. Yeah, because in the end you find out that he doesn't know. And it's like, what? why what like because it's very clear like evidently that Falcone has relationships with the women who work at his club and Mm -hmm. she works at the club is it just a coincidence he never tried anything or because like he doesn't know that she is his daughter he's obviously trying to form a like the whole setup to that scene is like oh he knows like yeah he's giving her special treatment because he knows that's his daughter he just doesn't care because he's a crime boss and then she says, like, hi, dad. Yeah, I'm your daughter. And I'm like, wait, he he doesn't know. What kind of relationship is he trying to form then? Because that's kind of gross in that instance, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. I just felt like
1: that wasn't, you know, great.
0: I agree. I thought it just threw in
1: another element. I too. just thought it wasn't needed. I also mm-hmm. didn't like the conversation where she reveals it and she's like, he's my father. Yeah. That was and then much. I'm like, oh, <laughs> who cares? Like, it it just had nothing to do with her journey. It didn't like she didn't learn anything extra. Like it still would have been her going to kill Falcone and he just wasn't her father and it wouldn't have changed anything in her journey. Like it, it added nothing to her character. And I feel like that could have been cut out. And he was just a crime boss. And Batman is trying to teach her the lesson of if you kill him, you're stooping down to his level and you're just like him. And that's bad.
0: Right. I agree. I think of all the things they could have trimmed down. -hmm. To make the runtime not three hours, this would have been part of that because it wasn't needed and it didn't really add much. Especially if again, if he didn't know that she was his daughter, then their confrontation at the end doesn't even have as much emotional stakes or anything. If he just finds out, like he doesn't really care. So, and then he goes to kill her anyway because he doesn't give a shit. And it's like, well, so it
1: doesn't do anything. It doesn't.
0: Yeah,
1: it just shows that he's more remorseless than maybe we thought previously. But even though, you know, he's still pretty remorseless.
0: Indeed. he. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, another thing I didn't like about Falcone is like, uh, we go through the whole process of learning that like Thomas Wayne saved his life one time and that he was in debt to Thomas Wayne. And then Thomas Wayne goes to him and he's like, I need you to help me. This reporter's about to uncover a bunch of stuff about my wife and it's going to be harmful to her. And he's like, you got it, boss. I'll take care of it. You did me a solid once. I'll do you, I'll do you a solid. And knowing Thomas Wayne, he just goes in and he kills the guy. And 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 Thomas Wayne is like, I didn't want you to do that. I'm gonna to go to the police. And he's like, Well, shit, now I gotta kill you, Thomas. And so Falcone is just like, I guess I just gotta kill everybody. And it's like, what there's other means. There were other means to get that reporter off. I don't know. Maybe he was just looking for an excuse to kill Thomas Wayne so he wasn't the mayor. I don't even know.
0: Well, in that I case, think you could have just killed he, Thomas Wayne. He was purposely he was gonna kill the reporter so that he would always have something holding over Thomas Wayne that was like his objective to be like oh, okay look wayne came to me for a favor Is that said, look, like I, explicitly I, yeah like during the alfred convo i think he explicitly was like yeah falcon was trying to manufacture that so that uh wayne would be in debt to okay to him and okay. then because wayne was gonna go ahead and let the police know then falcon was like okay now i gotta off this guy too Okay. Which is pretty extreme.
1: Guam resolved. <laughs> but still, yeah, it's like, ah, oh, shit, didn't work. If I can't have power over him, I guess I'll just fucking kill him. I guess <laughs> I could have just done that in the first place, but, you know, no, sure. gotta do something for that guilty conscious. Well, I did yeah, everything cause... I could to save his life. You know, I tried to blackmail him. Didn't work. I guess I, he, he leaving me no choice. He's gotta die, I guess. I don't know. The I age. guess it makes sense.
0: But yeah. For that the rest Guam of the... is
1: resolved, I suppose. Yeah.
0: The rest of the Guam stuff with Batman. I liked it. I liked their little dynamic. Yeah.
1: Their chemistry um, was electric.
0: I don't know about electric, but I did enjoy it. I thought. Sorry. Sexually electric. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't know about that. There was that one scene where he was checking out her eyes. Her, her eyes and
1: like yeah. giving her the earpiece. Yeah, that was very much like the chemistry's there. That
0: was electric. Yeah. I don't know how much other stuff was, but it well, did. Well, the rest like... of it was them
1: just fighting. And I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. This is what every other Catwoman and Batman do. Mm hmm. But the scenes where he's like, uh, the, the scene where she's wearing the contact lenses, she's looking in the mirror and they're talking. I feel like there was some chemistry there.
0: Yeah. Again, it looks like, that, that, that was they part of each other. Like, I liked it the most, especially. It was that part. And he's like in her ear. She's his eyes down below. I thought that have, was you very...
1: seen, have you seen Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson's, uh, like there, it was like no. their GQ co- like photo shoot or something. I don't know why no. actors do this when they're supposed to be like, they're playing characters who are like supposed to be very, uh close and very like sexual with each other and then they do photo shoots as just themselves and they replicate that sexuality in the photo shoot and i'm like what what do you do like oscar isaac and jessica chastain did the same thing for marriage store or no uh what's it called oscar isaac and rebecca ferguson did it for dune did you see those photo shoots too i'm like (laughs) you guys are way too close this is just a photo shoot what are you doing like my you're god you, you are yourselves you're not playing the characters you are just yourselves they're like, trying it's to just, sell the film bro they're selling the film i guess but like robert pattinson and zoe kravitz are like laying in a bed like fully on like about <laughs> to just like go for it and i'm like this is just so much for a photo shoot where you are yourself like you have significant others like this is crazy yeah
0: quite a quite a thing
1: but yeah, I think um, they have good chemistry and I feel like you can build it up more in a Batman too, where Catwoman has less of a uh, a bad written role and more of a prominent role as like like a, a what is it called? An anti-hero in Batman story, which she kind of was in this story, but they could lean harder in writing her better in a sequel, which would be cool. Maybe not a second one, but a third
0: one. Right. I mean, I thought for the most part, she was well-written. I like the fact that she had her own goal with yeah, Konica, that I like that and too, yeah. So she always had a different goal than what Batman did. And so, Which of is course, good. that puts him at odds. So, yeah, that was a great way to frame that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, and I like the way that she was sort of the, like a path that Batman could take. And we see that he is uh, solidified in his morals about no killing. So he tries to impart that wisdom to her. So I like that, like there was a lot of different uses for her. And of course, in the end, when she comes back around and helps him, like all that stuff, I think worked. I just disagree. The Falcone stuff just seemed like a misguided way to throw more more stuff on everyone's plate. Um, And it didn't really have to add drama in the
1: characters live when it's not needed.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, But what did you think of Gordon?
1: I thought, well, you know, I thought he was cool because he was like the Batman's partner. Like, mm-hmm. that's all he was. He was like his partner mm-hmm. in crime. And that was kind of cool to see it that way. I felt like he could have more of a a dynamic role. Like, I don't feel like he changes much. He's kind of the same through and through. And he doesn't like learn more because he's the whole premise is he's setting up like he's the captain now and they're going to slowly push him to commission it, which is the exact same thing they did in, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy is he starts as like Captain Gordon and he works his way up while working with Batman. And I like that they started off with Gordon and Batman have a good relationship, but Batman isn't in a good relationship with the rest of the police. Like I dig that. And I feel like it would have been cooler if like you have a three hour runtime, you can give some more time to Jim Gordon and let him have more of a dynamic character, just a little bit.
0: Right. But he was still, I still liked it. I thought he was cool. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I see what you're saying about the dynamic character thing, um, but I sort of like that we knew from the beginning what he was, which was yeah, Batman's partner in the force. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have been too person.
1: overcrowded if they tried to make him dynamic. Maybe it would have would have been successful because they wouldn't be able to give him enough time or whatever. But for what they did, I thought he was cool. Like, I thought yeah. Gordon worked.
0: Yes. And I like that he was serving the role, like he's already the one person that is on Batman's side does see mm-hmm. the utility of having him involved yeah and so the fact that he's always the one rooting for him i think that was a good choice for him to have because what sort of like dynamic would he go through what change would he go through then um mm-hmm. i like that they start out with him already being fully on batman's side um but yeah the whole uh gcpd scene where <laughs> batman just starts beating like pushing against some of the cops and then yeah Gordon stays behind and is like, "I need you to punch me." Like about that, you can go to the back. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone's just chasing down. Like you have thirty cops on mean heels. I thought that was a great scene. What would you think of the squirrel suit? For him to fly. Fernando and
1: Alexa liked it. I was not completely on board. My problem is this: it's already unbelievable that you can press a button and a squirrel suit wraps around you. So if you're gonna make something unbelievable, just take the next step and make it batwing so that he looks cool. Because the squirrel suit just didn't look cool. <laughs>
0: this is the correct take. You 100 yes. hit thank it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it it just looked dumb. It just looks. Thank stupid. you. Thank you. And I get that they oh were trying God, to do the you. grounded approach. You can't actually fly with. Bad wings that's dumb. let's do a squirrel suit where you can actually yeah, glide.
1: but you can't also press a button and a squirrel suit pops around you so exactly. if you're gonna go unbelievable just do the next step and make him look cool at least if he I, had like thrown out the wings and like the score came in it would have looked so cool it would have been awesome because i was he has so this little ready for that. Suit and then he pulls out a parachute and then just totally biffs it and lands on the ground i'm like you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> you're so fucking
0: dumb yeah that was an odd choice as well although i guess again because he's like gliding down he can't really but he could try to i'll chop it up, chop it up to like it's
1: still his first two years maybe he'll develop bat wing technology in the future that works better because it's very Agre- clear that the, the squirrel suit doesn't work and like i think he <laughs> understands that and it's like it is the like the last resort i think eventually maybe in batman 2 or 3 he'll come up with a better solution
0: gotcha, so I'll, yeah.
1: I'll chop it up to that but i still was not a fan
0: yeah um just some quick points i'm gonna throw out and then we can get to the ending the third act and talking about riddler and all that jazz the batmobile reveal cool whereas in awesome. the alley wicked awesome. the shadows. that was yeah incredible great stuff the penguin i really enjoyed that colin farrell i thought he was great really yeah he went for it i just thought the
1: what you don't know spanish line was kind of <laughs> dumb but I, know, I, else, it. I thought he was great
0: i thought it was a nice because everything else is pretty serious but it would make sense that penguin is like larger than life dude would be the one that like so hammy, especially in front of a cop and, and rata Batman. Is La Rata. Yeah. I thought that was great. It provided some nice levity to everything. So I enjoyed it. Um, and then the whole Wayne's trying to see if Thomas Wayne was actually a bad guy, if he was just corrupt like the rest of them or not. I wish they would have kept it more ambiguous just so that yeah. we could have Batman wrestle with the idea of, well, oh, I started this out on their behalf, but mm-hmm. does that the fact that they're no longer as good as I thought they were mean that what I'm doing isn't meaningful. I would have liked him to wrestle with that more. Yeah. He that sort would have been a
1: cool thing. Cause there was a whole, yeah. uh, story in the comics where the Waynes are part of the court of owls, which are an evil organization. And so Batman has to wrestle with that mm-hmm. concept of like, yeah, like you were saying, I'm doing all of this for them, but turns out they were pretty bad people. So why am I still doing this? And then he has to come up with like, like, well, I'm doing it to save people from the trauma I experienced even if they were bad people like his parents were bad people like he's still doing it for the right reasons so he ends up being Batman no matter what that would be a cool thing for him to wrestle for like Batman 2 where he has to fight the Court of Owls maybe that would have been a cool
0: setup mm-hmm. but they didn't do it Thomas Wynn's a good guy Martha Wynn's yeah. crazy that's it <laughs> that's true so yeah I don't like that they just quickly resolve that um but yeah moving on to the Riddler so we touched there. on it before i, I like the approach of making him the modernized serial killer yeah i dig it and yeah for me i don't think the whole like twitch streamer i think it was funny though that that, mm-hmm. that was the approach they took i mm-hmm. think you can like see the comment bar on the side but i think it works and part of what like was so I just didn't, Nevada, like his final
1: it, like his final reveal where he unveils his master plan he just like pops on the screen and goes hey guys uh so thank you all for supporting me uh like comment subscribe uh so uh this is the plan you know planted a bunch of trucks gonna blow it up let's do it guys let's go out there mm-hmm. and then everyone's like you go man Here's you can get the codes <laughs> what kind of rifle yeah guys Woo, go team and i'm like what it's just like it's just a weird like for that to be the final like reveal of his final master plan
0: is mm-hmm. that weird just like hey guys uh i guess sure I was, I was like, like oh they ramped it up like they started uh when it was batman looking down at the map and you see Mm -hmm. the like glowing parts that was cool
1: when he has to use the carpet thing to lift it up i like that a lot
0: yeah i like that but during the video when it starts crescendoing to him being like "Ah, we're gonna take down everything and blah blah blah, like i thought it hit a point where it was very tense like i was like oh snap this is this is nuts and that build up like it is scary because i mean mass shootings are obviously part of our reality and whatnot and so to have the climax of this be this dude planning to send his goons to do that I was like mm-hmm. Number one, I it was that no one, it was unrealistic though that like every single one of them was able to get the exact same clothing and same rifle yeah. and all that stuff and be really well coordinated to end up on the rafters mm-hmm. I was like I, I mm-hmm. understand wanting to play
1: on the fear of mass shootings I just don't understand how it falls into the riddler's
0: plans like and that was also cuz yeah to this point he was targeting the elite specifically those that were part of the whole renewal corruption thing yeah i don't understand that's why his,
1: his qualm with it is like yeah the renewal that was supposed to help him and the people around him and the less fortunate are mm-hmm. like they these people like were vultures and they picked at it and they took it and that's why he's getting revenge on them the vengeance and like okay that makes sense he's a believable villain at some points he's like an empathetic villain like he's attacking people who in a way deserve it sometimes too cruel and sometimes hurting other innocent people along the way. But like, you understand why he's doing it now. He's like, fuck it. Let's kill everybody. Let's <laughs> kill the less fortunate too. nobody deserves right. to live in Gotham. And I'm like, what, what, where's the, why did you jump that way? Why did you get the...? And it's because they want that big action set piece where innocent lives are at risk. And Batman is clearly the good guy. And Riddler is clearly the bad guy. Like they don't want it to be ambiguous at all. Cause like the whole setup is for Batman's like journeys. He goes to the prison he meets the Riddler and the Riddler says, you and I are just alike. We're getting vengeance on, the, on those who deserve it. And Batman has that reckoning like, oh, I can't be vengeance. I have to be justice because if I'm vengeance, I am no better than these people. I'm no better than Catwoman. Just because I don't kill people doesn't mean I'm, I'm doing it for the wrong reasons, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's like an important step for him to take. And for him to go from, from the Riddler to go from like vengeance on people who kind of deserve it to just killing random people innocent people i don't get it like it's just yeah. it just it's just to make him the clear-cut villain and i'm like it was so much better when it was more ambiguous when he was killing people who deserved it i feel like it just doesn't make sense to just take the leap and just flood the city and start killing people
0: right and again i love the way that they draw that parallel between yeah that it's great alert, the way Radler, great. he saw them as partners like oh we're doing this mm-hmm. together and yeah. i was like you are out of your mind dude. you're crazy so i like that they did that And that the distinction is we did already see Riddler, like he took it too far. Well, number one, like all of it was too far. Like they didn't (laughs) deserve to get killed, especially in those ways. Yeah. Deserve to be brought to justice, but not. For
1: sure. Like he is vengeance and not justice. And that's
0: what Batman realizes. I can't be vengeance. But he was also, even to the people that weren't connected at all, like Bruce Wayne, he was trying to target Bruce Wayne. And of course, he isn't the person that carried out his father's sins. So why is he getting punished for it? So there was already a fracture in Riddler's logic, which I like that they had. If they played up more on that and he starts saying, oh, well, all these people are profiting from these corrupt people or all these people are enabling these corrupt people or whatever. We see him like take another illogical leap forward to justify in his mind, why he thinks like this will somehow help his goal of mm-hmm. enacting that vengeance. Then I would have bought it more, but it did seem like it just came out of nowhere where he's like, now I will, kill all these people for no real reason. Because up to that point he had a specific goal. That's my big problem
1: is like every time there's a
0: Batman villain that they're trying to
1: make realistic and they're trying to delve into realism with it like they've done with the past several movies, is like their problem is always with society. Like they just hate society and they're attacking society. And this one felt a little different because he was like, yeah, he hates society, but he hates the specific part of society that is corrupt and it makes sense. And at the end of it, they were like, no, he just hates society, like all the other villains. And I'm like, what, what, why? Like, he, like, he doesn't make a logical step or an logical step. There is no step. He just hates a part of society. And at the end of it, you find out that he just hates all of society. And I'm like, what's the point? Like, you watch the Joker in, in The Dark Knight or even Joker in Joker, which isn't great. But even then, it's just like they hate society for what it is. They just hate society and they're attacking society. And it makes sense. Like it's fine because there's no, that's just their whole thing is that they just hate society. That's their their, particular characters. It didn't make sense for the Rither to just hate society because they don't make that any kind of step towards that. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't like that whole last 10 minutes where Batman is trying to prevent a mass shooting. And it's like, they're just playing up on those fears of people having about mass shootings. And also it's weird that they, that they did this because the dark Knight had a mass shooting related to it a person who saw it was inspired by the Joker and they went and had a mass shooting. And now they have another Batman villain who is hating society and
0: causing a mass shooting. And he's like even more yeah. overtly tied to the right sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Like this radicalization online and whatnot. Yeah. So it is odd. I was, it was a bold move to do it. Yeah. I, think, I was watching. And I was I like, don't what, think anyone are you, should, what yeah. statement are they trying to, are they trying
1: to make a statement here? Are they trying to play off the fears of our actual modern day society about mass shootings? Like what are they, what is the point of this? Why are they doing this? Because right. it doesn't even tie into the story. And I'm like, what? It seems like something that like maybe Matt Reeves is writing the story and then
0: the the producers or something were like, we need a big action sequence to end on. Like, I think be- that's why the um, the like flood thing came in. I didn't really like the flood gimmick because yeah. I feel like it was stacking these things on top. I thought yeah. had they done a more grounded like, uh, go back to Manchurian Candidate or things like that. Like, those... Yeah. Where, where it ends on, like, oh, we got to stop this assassination. We don't know where it's coming. Like, that would have been a great Where they're approach. going to kill,
1: like, the new mayor, and he's, like, yeah. she's corrupt, just like all of them, even though she's not. Like, he goes even crazier about it. And he's, like, I'm going to kill this person, even though she's innocent. And they have, like, maybe all these Riddlers hiding in the crowd and they all have guns and he has to like try and stop them all. Cause they're all trying to kill the mayor. Dude, that would been be so cool. good. Yeah. I was watching like, it and I was like,
0: taking them down. That been great. Yeah. And I
1: was like, this is kind of like Manchuria candidate esque, but not because they're just killing everybody. And I was like, yeah. that kind of sucked
0: Cause the look of it was really cool.
1: And then like the flood again, the flood looks really good. I didn't realize it was wet digital doing it, which is pretty cool. Like the flood <laughs> looked great, but felt unnecessary as well. And then mm-hmm. I was like watching the final scene where he's like digging people out of the water. And I was like, ah, batman's number one nemesis water Like, <laughs> how is he gonna beat water he can't beat water and then the end of the story is
0: gotham is flooded and he can't do anything about it and i'm like yeah no shit he can't beat water well yeah well i mean that's a realistic thing yeah. which apparently was taken from the comics as riddler does blow up the seawalls and floods the city but Did they have a reason for it in the comics because they didn't have a reason for it in the movie well i don't remember but they um like that to me the whole flood thing did feel like a studio note of oh we need some big sort of action set piece yeah and so i wish it would have gone without that but i do like written it in better yeah but i do like it in the sense that uh the whole water thing and him having to go down and fetch those people that are trapped i thought that was great because the whole
1: movie he's seeking vengeance against villains and he's not really helping society and now he has to go in and like realize that justice has two-sided like you have to take justice on those who deserve it and help those who have been wronged. And that's part of justice.
0: And I, I love that. Agree 100%. Because we see when he starts beating up the one Riddler goon that fought, yeah. that was attacking Catwoman. Mm-hmm. He's the one that says, I'm like, vengeance. I am vengeance. Which, number one, it doesn't make sense that Gordon would ask, who are you? <laughs> that was a little much. But yeah. It was just to set cared. up that I am vengeance. Yeah. So he could have just, he should have just said that um like he's been screaming something and then i'll be like stop what are you doing like calm down he's like i am vengeance i am vengeance like repeating that over and over could have been interesting creepier too. yeah but i like that is the moment of realization for batman that he's like oh no my philosophy that i've been using isn't working it's not doing enough and we heard that in the opening monologue where he was like gotham is still doing horribly crime is up mm-hmm. it's not working and that's his realization of yeah, these people were operating under that same mindset and this is what came of it for them. So I need yeah. to be able to offer more. Like I need to be able to give these uh, people of Gotham more. Mm-hmm. Um, and Can as I you ask? said, it's justice, it's hope, it's all that. So I love that. And when he went down and lit up the flare and then started yeah. leading this beautiful, that aerial shot. So gorgeous. Like that was just incredible. And I loved, again, it was incredible visual storytelling. Yeah. Like, I, I, got the message i'm sure most people got the message we didn't mm-hmm. need that he's now uh, a symbol of hope yeah we didn't need that additional Mom, thing where I he can. explicitly says oh i needed to be hope yeah like, let me ask like... you something in the
1: end when he goes down into the water what was the point of cutting off that giant thing that was dangling yeah. down to get there because yeah. it's, it's like it's like oh he's using that to get down there but also it's the equivalent of just jumping down there like it's not breaking his fall it's not helping anybody and there's the risk that it falls on top of someone's head like, what was the point of him taking the Batarang and cutting that thing off?
0: What's Not the true. point? Well, I think it was something to do with the. I initially took it as something to do with the electrical stuff. Like, it was going to maybe zap the people down there. And so he had to but cut also, it off. Well, like, then why would you drop that onto it? Um, well, I think because it's coming from the Raptors, right? It's coming from the top. So if you cut sure. it from the thing, then the bottom portion is no longer electrified. That's what I thought sure. it was. But it also does make sense that he would which it was a cool shot, which is why they ended up True. doing it. But they, unnecessary. he could have thrown the battering if that was also his goal, if it was to cut the electrical thing. I didn't think it was him like using it to break his fall or to get down. Mm-hmm. But they did make it as like a whole sacrifice. But again, I also understand because they wanted the baptism thing of him falling in the water and rising. And then now he's hope. Like I'm fine uh, with that as well, but I just don't get why he has to cut the thing down to get there. Again, I think it was for that cool shot of him like standing on it and doing that thing which did look cool but uh, yeah i think they could have still unnecessary like there could have been a better reason to do it yeah separated it a bit um but yeah oh and then that also ties in with uh in the beginning when he saved that one dude at the metro station meets up all those people the Uh dude himself is scared of batman he's talking about please don't hurt me yeah 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 so that's like how he's we not see helping the people exactly we see the effect that that has on just the regular folk they don't trust them they're not uh you know yeah. they don't really enjoy him he's just <laughs> like a symbol thankful, of violence, like the riddler yeah.
1: like i dig that whole journey batman has mm-hmm.
0: and then in the end when you see him helping on the roof which again mm-hmm. could have done without the without it the we could have just seen him helping the people carrying that one girl up to the uh chopper and she starts getting taken away, but she's holding onto his arm. So clearly showing how he has changed and how Gotham sees him has changed. So yeah. I I love that arc that they took him on. Uh, I think that was probably one of the most well-done things about the film. Yeah. What do you... What was I going to ask? Shit.
1: <sighs> Fuck me. I don't remember what I was going to ask. We can move on. It was something what? to do with the the final scene, that, that yeah. final action scene. But it... Oh, I remember. What do you think that thing is that he injected
0: himself with to beat the shit out of that one guy? Right. People were wondering is it the Venom, yeah. the whole Bane thing? I think it's, I don't know. It's weird that that just sort of came up. Because it was red Green and then they didn't talk mm-hmm. about it at all. Yeah. And it's like, are you it.
1: setting something up or is that just bad writing?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was an odd choice because comic book people or anyone familiar with Batman stuff will take it one way. Mm-hmm. And then, and other then the, people- and the, the people who wrote it were like, oh i forgot that was a thing yeah. it's like the thing there's where no the, way like it had to be an, a choice they made to you don't just make it a bright green thing that juices them up i don't know man people would
1: make some dumb choice. like in the if you were you know the painting nighthawks right where's the dude sitting yeah. alone in the diner and they're they're interviewing the the painter and they're like is there like i love the symbolism of the fact that there's no door to the diner and how it's just symbolic of such loneliness in this character that you can't <laughs> escape this feeling and the painter goes shit i forgot to paint a door like it's like that feeling like people that's make funny. mistakes. People are human. And like maybe that adds to the art, but also maybe they just made a bright green substance that's supposed to just be like something that wakes him up and then people are just running with it when it could have just been like think it just could have been like a normal shot of a adrenaline and it doesn't have to be bright green or something.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know. It was a it was an odd thing. It sort of came out of left field and that they didn't touch on it is strange. Maybe we'll explore it later on if he maybe starts getting juiced up, gets addicted to the to the green. But yeah, that was an odd thing that they did. What do you think of the bat and the cat parting ways? I thought it was farewell? beautiful when
1: they were riding their bikes together. I thought Me that too. was really great. That was great. I also, it was like, fun. if you look at Catwoman's motorcycle, she has like four different saddlebags and they're just filled with cats. I know. I was like, i, think that's I so are you allowed to put the cats on them? I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I guess you can. Because but... so, like, you look at how many cats she has and she's like, I'm like, how is she ever going to move with the motorcycle? And you look at it, it's just like, a bunch of saddlebags around it. And the implication is that it's just filled with cats. And I think that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that cool. was like a beautiful dance they had with the motorcycles at the
0: end and how they parted ways and he's watching her through the mirror. I thought that was gorgeous. I thought so too. I was like, that is such a sweet ending. Mm-hmm. Uh and then we gotta talk about it. The Joker <sighs> tease. I'm a no on it. So I'm a
1: big no on it as well. I just I think I think Barry Kogan can do a good job. I support him being the Joker. I don't know why they had to tease it in this movie i I also felt like it undermined the riddler's whole character for him to just be like pouting and sad that it didn't work and it's like the riddler is such a smart guy like the whole thing is like he's a genius and he looks down on everybody and now he's just having like a temper tantrum and it's like it just seemed weird because like he does in a way he wins he flooded the city he killed the people he wanted to kill he just didn't do a mass shooting and he's like crying about (laughs) it and it's like this should be his victory lap that even though he's in prison, he ultimately won. Like, he is the winner, pretty much. Just because he didn't like accomplish his mass shooting doesn't mean he didn't win. He killed all the people he wanted to kill and he flooded the city. This is his moment right. to have a victory lap. And, like, the Joker's there just like pump him up. And I'm like, and they're like, he's like, now you have a friend. And it's
0: like, eh. Like, it, didn't, the, um, it just did not sit right. It was odd. And I agree with Barry cohen keen keegan whatever his like name is is it i don't think it is i honestly don't think it cohen? is like the it could side be cohen yeah I you know think we're gonna google it after this episode literally we'll updated we'll see if we can find it because i think <gasps> everyone Give you like the
1: like the uh, pronounces name have you ever looked up uh yeah, the times those don't work like
0: 18 different things is it like all wrong how they say walking yeah it goes joa queen <laughs> it goes Jakuku polinus <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, like it's, we, 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 I was with uh Spencer and and We were legitimately trying to find how to pronounce right. it, and this dude made a video where it like it has the name on it. And he goes Jakuku Poinis. <laughs> Jakuku Poinis. and it's just like completely wrong. And it made us laugh so hard because we weren't expecting it because we were trying to find the actual pronunciation of it. It was so fun Yeah,
0: that's great. I think Barry Cohen or Keegan or whatever it is. I. Until I hear that man say it out of his mouth, I will never trust what anyone says.
1: Yeah. I think he can do a good job. I just felt like it was unnecessary to tease him that heavily.
0: I think so, too. And number one, it could have been a post credit scene. I don't know why they kept it in the movie. I also just was, made like,
1: I was like, this is very much jarring from the, the, what is it called? The pacing that you're trying to create here in this final moments. And it definitely just felt like an, a post credit scene. Like it didn't feel yeah. like an actual scene in a movie.
0: Yeah it was upsetting and again i think he will he's a good actor he'll do a good job but now they're locked into yet again giving another iteration of the joker when we I already just, just done, got one a few years ago. i wish like, the joker was batman 3 and i wish batman 2 was a different villain
1: that's what yeah. i wanted because they're following the exact same pattern of christopher nolan's dark knight series it's very like, true. do something different you know you did something different with the riddler and it was cool and it worked pretty well And you could have done something even cooler with Batman Two, and you're just doing the Joker again. And it's like, Joker's cool at all,
0: but do something different. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a moment. Our little Batman Two wish list. I don't think they're going to go for Joker on Batman Two. They might, but this could just be a longer term tease. But even if that is the case, I would appreciate that. Still, why would you do it in the movie itself? Like, save it for the post credit scene. Um, Yeah, or just don't do it at all. Like, if you're only going to have a trilogy, maybe they go longer. I don't know, but it just feels weird to do another iteration of this character we've seen so many times and done well so many times. I agree. It seemed needless. Um, yeah. One other final thing I want to bring up. What do you think of Paul Dano's performance?
1: I thought he was good. And I thought he, I think he's a great actor. Just at certain points I'm watching and I'm like, it's, it's like I'm watching prisoners again, or I'm watching there will be blood again. Like he's definitely pulling on a lot of his earlier roles mm-hmm. to do this one. And I also felt like the Riddler is supposed to be such a, an egomaniac that he looks down on everybody because he thinks they're all stupid. Like that's the whole motif of the Riddler. And that's what makes him so interesting is that he is so smart. He looks down on everybody and then he has a temper tantrum when he loses. But in this movie he wins, like he wins and he still has a temper tantrum. And I think that's kind of dumb. Right. It would have been a lot cooler if, cause I like the part where he's talking to the Batman and then he's like, and then, like, he has the realization that Batman wasn't on his side. And then he's like, oh, you're so dumb. You're so stupid. Like, I didn't realize how stupid you were. And I was like, this is great. But then he, like, the Batman stops the mass shooting event. And then you have that scene with the Joker where he's just, like, crying and stuff. And I'm like, it could have been so much more interesting and so much more, like, like I didn't get all the way away with it. But, you know, I still pretty much won. Like, he has to have that, like, recognition of he still won. It just seems like they went balls-to-the-wall crazy with him, and it could have been more nuanced serial killer kind of thing where he is like, I don't know. I feel like it's balls-to-the-wall crazy in a way that most serial killers aren't realistically balls-to-the-wall crazy. Like, they're normal people who just kill a lot. I feel like it could have been better. I don't know if I'd say normal, but sure. Well, you know what I mean. Like, you you talk to them. Well, you don't talk to them, but you, like, listen to, like, serial (laughs) killer tapes, and they just sound like normal people. Like, you're talking to normal people.
0: Right. But I think there is... But there is like, there's always something to it where it's like something's just not quite right in the way that yeah. they and that's like, what do you think. And I would have liked more nuanced. of that instead yeah, that's what I'm of saying. Yeah, instead of his normal
1: like the Paul Dano thing where he just starts screaming and crying and stuff.
0: Yeah, and so I'm yeah, like, that.
1: it just seemed like so typical Paul Dano, and I was like, you know, you're really good at it, and it works in a way, but it would have been cooler to see you as like this chillingly cool cucumber sitting there, <laughs> like trying to be the Batman's friend when you find out he is not of your type, but he still does he is still like a vengeance maniac. You're like, oh, what is wrong with you? Why are you so stupid? Why are you such an idiot? You're an idiot, Batman. You're stupid, stupid little doll boy idiot, Batman. That would have been funny. And that would have been good and it would have been very interesting. And then like maybe he laughs or something at how stupid the Batman is.
0: Right. Like that's like I the whole thing. I would have much preferred, yeah, something where he's more restrained and calculating mm-hmm. and whatnot and a lot more arrogant and contemptuous of batman i think that would have been a better approach to what we had here which i just i don't think it worked i really don't think like in the prison scene when he starts hitting those highs and starts screaming and singing ave maria like i don't think this works It's like it's trying too much
1: i have a problem with watching like big budget movies and they try to include like a piece of like well-known music to like tie in to the story and to like be something like you hear it and you're like, oh, this is like a theme for a certain character. And it's like Ave Maria is such a popular song. Anytime I listen to it after this movie, I'm not going to think about this movie. But if you pick like an unknown piece of music that people have never heard, it would have been interesting. Like because then afterward, if you hear that song, you think about the movie. But I'm not like too nitpicky about it because then they later tie it in that he's singing Ave Maria in the chorus during the Thomas Wayne thing. I'll I'll take it like that's fine. Like that, that is the reference that is being made here. It's fine. Otherwise it would have just been yeah. him seeing Ave Maria. And I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> right. But it's fine. I guess.
0: Yeah. Ultimately for me, I wish it was a different approach to the Riddler. Like all stuff when he's mm-hmm. in the mask and whatnot, even that though, even when he was doing the like self-recorded videos, which mm-hmm. felt a lot like Dark Knight stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was and like, if, you're just copying it. kind of. Yeah. It felt like he was trying too hard to like meet that energy level as well. They said
1: that uh, for those scenes where he's doing the like the internet phone thing where he's streaming to people during Gil Coulson's uh, uh, bombing, mm-hmm. he's like, they said somewhere that it took him like 200 takes, like he was just trying different things and just going over and over and over. And like Matt Reeves was like, dude, come on. And, <laughs> and they just had to pick the best one. And yeah. I feel like it would have been cooler if he did his own thing rather than trying to replicate like Heath Ledger or anything i agree i I think that's what every person who plays a batman villain is trying to do is trying to like measure up to heath ledger and i'm like you can't you just you can't well yeah number one you can't number two do something different and then you will measure up to yourself in your own way
0: yeah because again the character just doesn't match like it shouldn't be it's also the riddler and the joker not the same indeed
1: make the riddler its own thing you know and a serial killer is a cool way to go about the riddler Like a very cool and collected serial killer would have been a very interesting way.
0: And it it would have been even more frightening as well. Like to have someone be so so... smart,
1: like he's such a smart person that it would have been so cool to see him like have that realization of Batman is stupid for having this like arc of him being a vengeance driven thing, but not on the Riddler's side. Like I could believe him thinking like the Riddler, like the Batman is helping me, but then have that realization of Batman is stupid would have been cool. But then having him just start screaming and like shouting Ave Maria and stuff, I'm like, you're just doing the Paul Dano thing where you're crazy. And it's yeah. like
0: it doesn't work. Agreed. All right. Any other last minute comments? Uh on the Batman, nothing. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So how many saran wrapped riddles out of five? I'm gonna give it a four. A four? Yep. It's all that stuff. I think I'm gonna give it a four point five. Wow. Again, I love really digged it. The style of film, the atmosphere, atmosphere of it, and it has launched me into another phase of my Batman obsession.
1: Good Not for great. you! I'm I glad can always you got
0: tell because whenever my like the YouTube recommended videos starts becoming one thing and just like a block of similar things, similar videos, that's how I know I'm in too deep. Now I'm in too deep with the Batman again, so that'll be fun to do. But yeah, looking forward to the batman 2 real quick are there any picks for villains that you would like
1: you wrote mr freeze and i 100 agree mr Thank freeze That's would, be the best.
0: It would be the best you would
1: be so freaking awesome and i'm also this might be just me harping on like batman forever but or batman and robin but poison <laughs> ivy would also be super cool like they have not done like a really really good poison Ivy. it'd be hard to do because they're trying to be like realistic and all but you know Poison Ivy's a pretty cool character. And I would right. love to see like a really good Poison Ivy. It'd be hard right. to do though with, with the realism aspect of it. Like that's always the thing is like so many of Batman's villains can't be like dumbed down to realism. Whereas some of them can like Bane, he's just a big guy or like the Joker who's just crazy or the Riddler who's a normal guy or two face who's a normal guy. Like you can do a lot of realism but Poison Ivy who controls plants. It's hard to do, but every time they do a Batman remake, they always try to go for realism. And I'm like, you're cutting out like half the villains you could possibly do
0: and mr freeze is
1: another one where you could toe the line with realism and like it could work like he has this big mechanical suit that has to keep him cold and stuff i would love it dude it'd be so cool to see mr freeze
0: that's what i'm saying it would work so well the whole art of ice heart of ice story would be be incredible to see adapted and And then you could play on like you play on batman's like feelings of like vengeance versus justice and
1: knowing that Mr Freeze is also trying to go for like Mr Freeze is also on like a a path of vengeance thing against the people who put him where he is and put his wife where he is. But he's also trying to seek justice for his wife, trying to cure her and stuff. And so like seeing Batman have to wrestle with that and trying to understand Mr Freeze's perspective while also dealing with Mr Freeze's insanity like that'd be so
0: cool. It'd be so it would, cool cuz he could empathize with what Mr Freeze is going through late like, yeah. dealing he with could that be loss. empathetic
1: villain that the Riddler couldn't be. And it'd be so exactly. cool.
0: Because yeah, Mister Freeze so is so much better s- than the Joker. I'm so sick of the Joker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, do it. Do Show different. us the villains, because I love Jim Carrey and Batman Forever. I think it's a hilarious yeah. performance. But I loved getting to see a gritty version of the Riddler. I yeah. think we need the same thing for some of those other villains that mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan didn't give the modern treatment to. So yeah. give Mister Freeze a empathetic, <laughs> grounded take instead of arnold yeah. schwarzenegger saying the other
1: the other problem is if you I do see. the
0: joker that's gonna be the only villain in the movie like the joker is like
1: that is the villain of the movie and you're not gonna have like a rogues gallery it's just gonna be the joker in the same True. way that the dark knight was well i guess they had 2 Face, but 2 Face wasn't done very well in that movie which well, i thought one. it
0: was quite good what are you talking about
1: yeah i mean they had the setup and then the follow-through and then he's dead and it's like well you he's dead great he's dead now well what Mark did you want him to continue
0: yes no, I, I thought it was Two-Face. perfect the way that they did Dude, it. Dude,
1: the uh, if you read the Batman, the long haul. Let's not let not get into a whole tangent about Two Face. I, Two-Face I and love Two Face. I wish they had done more, but that's a whole thing. I yeah, Two Face would like, be cool if they did Two Face and the Batman. Like they already did it. sure. I think but stay
0: away from the Nolan stuff. I think yeah, because it's too recent. Do. And I think Joker, Dark uh, and Two Face were done. The extremely thing that well.
1: I would like to see, and yeah, they did Scarecrow and Batman Begins, but. That was also like he wasn't really a main villain. That one he's was not really in it that one, much. Yeah. I would love to see them do like a really good Scarecrow where he's the main villain. I, agree. Like, I think that would be cool. They could do a lot of good like, stuff
0: with character work in yeah, that as well.
1: Batman Begins was very kind of basic where Ray Shagul was really the villain. And so Scarecrow is not really in it. But this would be cool if they did like a full movie where Scarecrow is the main villain, like like Arkham Knight kind of stuff where he's yeah. like that kind of scary villain. That would be cool. True. But I'm all for Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is the coolest.
0: Yes, give us the snowy Gotham aesthetic where it's frozen oh, over. Dude, it would be, be so, so cool. Good. Like like Christmas time? Oh, it'd be so cool. Agreed, agreed. And I also think like the Court of Owls would be an interesting thing, especially yeah. since they touch so much on like the history of Gotham and the corruption and all that. it would yeah. be cool. Maybe a third movie. But again, they have to do Joker, either number two or three. So it's unfortunate <sighs> that Court of Owls will have to get booted, maybe. And then they also had Hush. They like they, sort they of set that up a little bit. with yeah Elliot and then he even said Hush, um, which I thought that could be an interesting route to go as well. But they sort of towed the line with Riddler being like the orphan and being vengeful towards Bruce yeah. Wayne, so having Hush do that sort of same thing. But I don't know if it still lame. work. What
1: are other villains? I'm trying to think of it. There's Man Bat. <laughs> <laughs> Man Bat would be funny. Um, um condiment king yeah this <laughs> is like the really wild one polka dot man i guess they already did polka dot man yeah and the suicide squad there's not like i suppose there's not that many of the big villains left i guess oh, poison yeah. ivy would be cool
0: there's the like professor pig the pyro man oh I love firefly like would be cool. but he was doing firefly, yeah, firefly in the
1: flash because uh what's his name brendan is gonna be firefly
0: oh is that true yeah in the flash or Batgirl. Who's the villain in Batgirl?
1: Maybe it's Batgirl, you're right. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm wrong. It is Batgirl. He's Firefly and Batgirl, which would mm-hmm. be interesting, I guess.
0: Yeah. And they got Zaz, Major Zaz, Zaz the Calendar Man. Cool. But again, all of them are just like the serial killers.
1: That is also very true. And we've kind of already done it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all on the Mr. Freeze train. I think that would be a good follow-up because it's not a serial killer. It's a completely different story. Much more empathetic villain. You could do you could do a full rogues gallery with Mr. Freed like you did with Riddler. Like mm-hmm. you could add in a bunch of side villains, and they could be like thing obstacles that Batman has to take down. But then Mister Freeze is like that through line, kind of similar to the Riddler, and that would yeah. be cool.
0: I agree. I, I agree. could skip
1: Bane. I mean, they could do Bane you better because Bane also wasn't done very well. But I could skip Bane.
0: Well, yeah, they only changed things about Bane, certainly. But again, I think it's just too recent. Like we already saw, why expend another same villain when you could revisit ones from the '90s or yeah go entirely new with are Cordobao. you on the
1: are you on the dave batista as bane train
0: i mean that could be cool but i'm also currently on the no bane train so i
1: understand but if they did do it it'd be cool to see dave batista i think yeah, really who do you want
0: do for mr freeze that's
1: a hard question people were saying john
0: malkovich and i know nah. i'm saying john carlo esposito and i was like maybe that would be cool maybe that'd be quite
1: mm. cool He could do it like he could definitely do it. I agree. Uh, um, Yeah, maybe like I'm trying to think of like someone who could have that like very stoic, robotic, sort of cold hearted look and voice while also having like heart at certain points. Mm -hmm. And he could definitely do it. It's just sometimes you look at the voice acting they do in those cartoons and in the movie or in the video games and stuff. And it's like you just can't beat that like the way they sound like mark hamill and the the guy who does mr freeze and the animated series and the video games like you just sometimes it's just so good it's just so sure. hard to beat and that's why oh well, i guess i can't spoil it because you haven't seen book of boba fett but you should watch book of boba fett like it has moments
0: <laughs> i will at some point at some
1: point yeah i waited for it all to come out and i watched it all
0: but, all right so yeah batman 2 which will certainly be coming at some point, I'm sure. hasn't at been officially point. announced yet, but yep. we look forward to that. And please give us Mr. Freeze. It would be so please. cool. Please. It would be so cool.
1: We could wait on the Joker. You could do another tease at the end of that movie for the Joker where Mr. Freeze is in Arkham and he says, I know you're cold, but do you want a friend? And then you, <laughs> then he has more friends, bro. And then you could tease Batman 3. Exactly. Anyway, that is all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show or make a suggestion for the movie of the week, you can email us at, at com
0: our main title theme for the show is sundown by joseph mcdade
1: have a good rest of your week and make sure to watch the batman to help my box office (laughs) show watch it two three four five times however many times you want just keep watching it really and i hope you have a good rest of your week goodbye